Mission accomplished. Colonel Gaskoff and his droid squad steal an encryption module needed to crack a Separatist code and stop an impending attack on the Republic. After surviving the void and escaping the hostile planet of Abafar, our heroes finally appear to be headed in the right direction. Welcome to the 173rd D-Squad Disaster Dodging episode of Mandivision, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out this small, independent Star Wars podcast. We're so glad you're here. Old listeners, welcome back. New listeners, welcome aboard. We're so glad you're checking us out. Remember, the best way to reach out to us is, of course, on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandivisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. How is everyone doing? Welcome back. We are final. We are in the final episode of the D-Squad arc in Season 5 of, of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. And, you know, I've said it before, this is a, a, a maligned bunch of episodes by, by the hardcore uh, Star Wars fan, I suppose. But by and large, these episodes might be more Star Wars than anything because it's droid-based. And what does George Lucas love? He loves himself some droids. And and this is this this has so much Star Wars in it that it's unfreaking believable that that people would choose to to berate these episodes to to uh, malign them with their words. Uh, when when this has got the same level of hero- heroism as many other Star Wars characters and, and many of the other attributes that Star Wars possesses are in these droid-based episodes. So I've had a blast rewatching these episodes, and 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 I yeah I just I just don't know. <laughs> it's I think it's these episodes are very undeserving of the harsh criticisms they've gotten. They are a lot of fun. I have a really good time with me, Gaskin and and Whack bantering with each other, sparring verbally with each other back and forth. A lot of humor there. A lot of uh, emotion. Some insight into into what's going on with with characters and and and. You know the the state of the perception of droid life in in compared to biological life, right? There's 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 some subtle observations there that I really enjoy, uh, uh, kind of getting a chance to explore a little bit. So I've had a great time with this arc. It's a lot of fun, and I'm really hoping you guys are all having as much fun with this as I am. 
So let's go ahead and talk about our episode specifically. This is Point of No Return, episode 13 of season 5, original air date January 12th, 2013. Our plot for the for this episode, finally on the way back to Republic Space, D-Squad uncovers a Separatist plan involving a sabotaged Jedi cruiser. All right? Easy peasy. We talked a little bit about it at the end of last week's episode, how I kind of maybe sort of thought that Mieber Gascon and, and some of the other droids might think it's odd that there's a Jedi cruiser in orbit above Abafar with no Republic presence on the planet whatsoever, you know, and, and, and battle droids. Uh, loading up a, a booby trap, booby trap shuttlecraft to to blow it up, like maybe there's more there to that than the, the, I thought. Maybe the D squad would would wonder if there's more there than than. Hey, there's just this Jedi cruiser hanging out in orbit, and those, the separatists are going to blow it up. Well, why is that there? Why is there no Republic presence on Abafar? But you know, there's it's 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 a nitpick. It's it's there's I, there could be a lot of explanations for why the Jedi cruisers parked in orbit above Abafar and there's no presence on the planet there. You know, maybe they're just hanging out. Maybe they're repairing a broken hyperdrive motivator. Something along those lines. You know, it's 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 easily excusable. I just sort of thought maybe the droids would question it a little bit more and then then find then seeing it as like their oasis uh, from from being stranded on Abafar. But regardless of all that, <laughs> our voice cast this week, we get a lot more players involved this week. Stephen Stanton returns as Kerbal Mieber, Gascom, and he's Admiral Tarkin in this, week, this week's show. Ben Diskin is WAC 47. Catherine Tabor is BNI 393. Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker. Matthew Wood is the Battle Droids. D. Bradley Baker, Super Tactical Droid, and the Clone Trooper. James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Tom Kane is our narrator. This week's episode also, once again, written by Brett Friedman, directed by Bosco NG, and... Our Jedi fortune cookie for this week, you must trust in others or success is impossible. And that has a lot to do with, with D-Squad really kind of coalescing. They've been coming together for weeks now in, in the face of adversity, getting stranded, you know, being on the Separatist uh, Dreadnought. You know, all these things have, have, have made these characters uh, connect to each other in, in ways that they did not at the beginning of it. Uh, particularly for Mieber Gascom, who, who, you know, viewed droids in a very different way than he does by the end of this episode. Uh, he's learned a lot to, uh, he's learned how to appreciate uh, artificial life as, as, you know, actual beings in the galaxy, you know, not just machines, not just tools. Uh, that's sort of his arc on this episode. And, and Wack and R2-D2 are the droids that have, have sort of like helped lead that change, that sort of uh, opening, expanding of the perception of artificial life in his eyes. And I, I really dig that because it's Star Wars, and the you know these episodes in D Squad are I've said it before unfairly maligned, and and, and these episodes are very much Star Wars. They they are they are sort of like the epitome of Star Wars in many many ways. Yeah, there's no Jedi stuff. There's not uh you know Force stuff going on. We're not dealing with Anakin and and, and Obi Wan and and all these other uh, uh, events, but the droids. And and how they fit into Star Wars, they're an integral part of it. And I think this arc serves to remind a lot of the fan base of that. Uh, and you get the same amount of heroism and nobility and noble sacrifice that you do from the biological characters in, in Star Wars. It just happens that this time it's in, in droid form. And I really like getting to explore that. So uh, uh, the, the, the haters can, can, you know what, You're, they're going to skip these four episodes anyways. But I'm glad we're getting a chance to rewatch him and reconnect with the, with the droids of D Squad because, you know, I think even for a while back in the day, even I was sort of like, kind of out on the D Squad stuff. 
Um, but going back to it now, it's just like I, I, it's so enjoyable to, to see the droids in this light, and I really, really like it. And uh, again, I'm glad we're getting a chance to highlight it. So uh, yeah, let's just dive into the episode, all right? I don't think I have too much else to say. So let's dive in. You know what that means. It's that time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Hmm. Looks like the Jedi cruiser is expecting the shuttle. Well, I'm sure there's someone aboard who can put this encryption module to good use. <laughs> well, soldiers, this is the end of the mission. Colonel Gascon has succeeded. R2, contact the bridge. Tell them I request a meal with the captain. Nothing too fancy, and, uh, I don't eat bantha. What do you mean you still can't make contact? I have got a bad feeling about this, Colonel. Something is not right. There it is, wax dating it right off the bat. He's got a bad feeling about this. The classic Star Wars line. And he's not wrong, as Mibra Gascom is in, sort of in denial, thinking that they're in the clear. They've made it back to a, a Republic ship. It's all good in the hood. The Separatist code-breaking device will be uh, 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 back in Republic hands. They'll figure out what the Separatist plot is. And, and everything's being taken care of. What they don't realize is, of course, that they are in the Separatist plot right now. Um, and as they make their way through the ship, I think that begins to dawn on the droids a lot faster than it dawns on uh, Gascom as he, again, is sort of just... Believing that the mission is completed now, everything's all good. Wow. They really went overboard on the welcoming committee. Good question, Cutie. Why are there not any other shuttles or crew members? Well, if everyone's probably preparing to... Well, they'll all want to be there when we break the Separatist code. <laughs> How should I know why all the blast doors are shut? It's a question for the captain of this ship, and one I intend to ask just as soon as I find him. So D-Squad is going to roll up to the bridge of the Jedi Cruiser here, and, you know, they, they see a bustling hive of Republic activity. Uh, many clones about, you know, in their, in their officer garb, doing their work, making sure that Jedi Cruiser is ready to do the Jedi cruisiness of all things. So, <laughs> this is when things become... Clear that um, not all is as it appears. Sergeant Colonel Mieber Gascon, you have no doubt been expecting me. I am delivering the Separatist encryption module. Why, it's just a hologram. What in the blazes is going on here? I do not know, but we just made the jump to hyperspace, which means somebody is navigating this ship. Well, it's not going to take them too long to figure out what's going on, because, uh, you know, the astro droids are going to investigate, and they're making their way further into the bridge to see just what's going on as they have entered hyperspace. Obviously, something is afoot. Someone is navigating the ship. But who could it be? You droids! What are you doing on our ship? Surrender, or you will be destroyed. Battle droids! The commander wants the detonator 
are taken to the control room. Rather, rather. Okay, let me lift with your legs. Lift with your legs. Here. Good thinking back there. But next time, I give the orders. Understood? I got it. I got it. I don't got it. Let me pause it here. There's a lot going on. <laughs> I love the the sequence there where R2 like rapid spins and starts knocking battle droids uh, into the into the control pits of the Jedi cruiser, uh, and then as they're making their exit, runs straight for Wack, who like wraps his arms around R2 and is is bolted out of there uh, across the front of R2D2. It makes me laugh. I find I get a good kick out of that. Out of that. At the same time, in another part of the sh of the ship, the battle droids are getting this control device. This is this is this is what we're going to find out. The detonator, right? There's they're going to blow the ship up. In case we've not put the pieces together, they were loaning up all that rhydonium so they could blow this ship up. To what extent? We will find out shortly. Uh, but yeah, that's that. This Jedi cruiser is a giant, massive bomb. And the droids are going to have to uncover and stop this Separatist plot. The one that they were hoping to get that decoder module in time for. Uh, looks like they're just going to live it out and, and you know, make, make this uh, decryption module uh, sort of ri ridiculous at this point. I mean, I guess maybe it'll work out in the future for them. But, hey, the plot that they got this thing for, they're solving it now. That's good news, right? It again. R2 as a battering ram is awesome. Launching himself and whack into the control room where the detonator has just been taken. Uh, again, he uses himself as a battering ram, goes into these battle droids, and now whack is going to use a battle droid as like a puppet. <laughs> Which, again, is stupid and ridiculous, and it makes me laugh every time I watch it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a good time. Have you seen the intruders? They went that way? Roger, roger. Yeah, just marionettes him right there. Good stuff right in that episode. The improvisational skills of whack on full display in this one. I love it. All right, so our, our D-Squad heroes are about to start putting some pieces together. Let's check it out as they begin to uh, uh, reason out what's going on. All right, something very strange is going on here. It appears this ship has been hijacked by separatists. What do you mean it doesn't belong here? He is right, Colonel. This is not Republic technology. Not unless they have lowered their standards. Well, what exactly do you think it is? A bomb! What kind of a bomb? Is it armed? How long do we have? Talk to me! <laughs> what do you mean the ship is a bomb? How can the entire ship be a bomb? enough Rhydonium in here to blow up the entire Republic fleet. So yeah, they figured it out. And I love that we're getting to see uh, uh, some of, uh, of, of Gascon's skills, right? Like, does, does, gets like a little, 
you know, he looks like a little lizard creature, right? A little gecko-y. So to see him clinging to the glass to look out at the, the just the piles of Rhydonium in the hangar, uh, this is just one of those little touches that I, I enjoyed quite a bit. Good stuff. So we'll check back in with D-Squad. And I know it's it already feels like I'm playing everything on the show. But we will move faster after these, these introductory parts because... Again, Gas comes sort of, of of in denial. He's like, I've done my part. This is I, I, I'm not qualified. This is not what I'm here for. And the droids, D Squad, has to uh, remind him, like, Hey, listen, <laughs> we are all we are all the Republic. Damn it! <laughs> I don't know what any of this means, but I want off this ship immediately. My mission is over. I had no orders to stop separatist piracy or disarm massive titanic-scale bombs. C4 has a good point. If we do not stop this ship before it explodes, it could cost the Republic thousands of lives. Pure speculation. We're evacuating this ship, and that is an order. Oh, right. We'll have to wait to evacuate until the ship is out of hyperspace. By then, it could be too late. Once we get where we are going, my guess is... Kaboom! Alright, so we're going to find out that not every droid on the ship is a Separatist. So it's time to make some allies uh, in the very near future here that are going to aid D-Squad in, in, let's just be honest, in saving the day. What's going on? Who is this? I am BNI-393, an LVP servant droid. My master called me Bunny. And where is your master? He was killed when the Separatists took control of this ship. Why were you hiding from us? At first, I did not know if I could trust you. Then, I was not sure you would believe me. Once you saw the truth, I was simply hoping you would abandon ship. And take the rest of us with you. Rest of you? You're telling me there's more Republic crew members on board? All right, so we'll go back up to the bridge and see what the Separatists are up to. Did you destroy the intruders? Nah, no. There are Republic droids on this ship that could ruin our plans. You will search the entire ship until the intruders are found and report back to me. Alright, so I very much like buzz droids. They're one of my sort of favorite elements of the Separatist battle droid legions. Uh, we were first introduced to them in Revenge of the Sith when they're deployed against uh, Anakin Skywalker's ship uh, in the Battle of Coruscant. Uh, and, and there's just something funny about them. They, they, they're sort of, they very much remind me of like Looney Tunes <laughs> characters. The way they move around, the way they sort of uh, squawk and squabble and move. I, 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 I don't know why. I can't quite put my finger on it, but it has a very Looney Tunes-esque uh, vibe to them that uh, it just tickles my, my fancy. And I'm not going to apologize for it. Gosh darn it. It's just, they are an entertaining set of droids. And we get to see a lot of them in this episode. So D-Squad meets up with the rest of Bunny's uh, uh, robotic companions, droid companions, uh, who, who have avoided detection and destruction at the hands of the battle droids of the Separatists. Uh, we've got a couple of gonk droids. And I, I think what is it, what's an administrative droid? I have, I have been trying to figure out the droid type, the one with the flat base and the rolly who gets stuck because they can't get up over anything later in the episode. 
Uh, we've seen that droid in Episode Four in A New Hope, I believe, coming off the Sandcrawler. Uh, but we get to spend a little bit more time with him. I think in Empire Strikes Back as well, now that I think about it. Uh, but yeah, I don't know the specific droid type of that, and it's kind of bothering me a lot. So any help out there from the wonderful listeners would be truly, truly appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, meanwhile, we're going to find out that Bunny's figured out the target of this attack, and that is a good piece of information that she's going to pass on to G-Squad. What is this Separatist plot? I do not know the details. I was only able to steal the coordinates of their target. Target? You mean they aren't just planning to blow up this ship? I do not believe so. The coordinates are a space station in the Carita system. What? That's the site of the Republic Strategy Conference. How do I know? I was putting the finishing touches on a report for that conference when I was assigned this mission. The Jedi Council will be there, along with Republic officers from around the galaxy, and... What the... The Separatists are going to ram the station with this ship! I agree, we have to do something, R2. See if you can send a transmission to the Republic so we can warn them. It is no use. We have tried that. All transmissions from this ship are being blocked. You're right. We can't just sit here and do nothing. And this is when we're going to get into some buzz droid combat. But yeah, now all of a sudden Gaskin's invested. He's involved. He, he sees what's going on here. And he's kind of springing into action. Again, he's... he's I, don't, I don't want to come out and say he's a bit of a coward, but he does kind of withdraw very easily. Uh, but he seems to be back in play here. And, and you know, the droids of D-Squad, R2-D2 in particular, uh, who always want to step forward and, and be in the action, I think do help him kind of find his courage when it needs to happen. Uh, again, they mentioned this conference is in the Karita system. We know that Karita is is where Han Solo goes to receive uh, flight training when he joins up with the Empire. Uh, it, it is, it's, and in the old EU, it, it, the Karita was, was also, in, again, like Han Solo, a big-time world for, for Empire Imperial training, right? For, for stormtroopers and pilots, the whole thing. The, the Karita system has a big history in the EU. So it was nice to see it reincorporated uh, in Solo, as that be, turns out to be where he gets sent to when he enlists on, at, in his effort to escape from Corellia. So yeah, a little callback, a little inclusion of Karita. This is probably the first time they're including Karita uh, since the expanded universe. So this might be the first mention of it in, in new canon. So just a little footnote for you. <laughs> So there is a buzz droid in the same chamber as they're hearing these things. Uh, and they go to stop that buzz droid so the buzz droid can't report back, right? Classic kind of maneuvering strategy, right? That They're going to chase after him, and then they're going to find themselves in a bigger predicament than when they started. Let's kind of check that out as this buzz droid has led them into, well, we'll let Gabber, Meeber Gascom talk about it. Where'd he go? We've got to find him. I do not know. I do not see him anywhere. <laughs> Colonel, I think I see him. I think I see a whole lot of him. It's a trap! Yep, it's a trap. It's a whole big trap. And I think I remember why I went with like that uh, that sort of Looney Tunes reference here. Because as you're, as you're seeing those buzz droids come down the wall and it's just sort of laughing and cackling... 
it reminds me very much of Gremlins, <laughs> which I know are not Looney Tunes characters, but they are very much inspired by by Looney Tunes characters, particularly in Gremlins 2, the new batch. Uh, and I think that is is sort of where I got myself a little muddled. But yeah, they remind me of Gremlins. <laughs> that That's exactly what it is. There it is. Gremlins. Great film. Check it out, by the way. But yes, it is, it is time uh, for D-Squad to square off against a whole lot of battle droids and a heroic action will be taken to to save the day from the overwhelming odds of these buzz droids. Okay, so with some quick thinking, R2D2 is going to use some his little fuel, some fuel and some fire, create a perimeter, protect them from the battle droids so they can hopefully come up with some sort of plan in in the face of these overwhelming odds. Good work. You've established a perimeter. There are still more coming. <laughs> Tell me you have a brilliant strategy, Colonel. I don't know. There are just so many of them. What do you mean, get out? All right. What are you going to do? You are going to open the airlock? Are you crazy, BZ? So this is the hero play by BZ, a droid that you know was out of commission in that first episode. Thought it might be it might be all over for BZ. The droids of D Squad uh, uh, come to his aid, rescue him, and now it is his turn to return the favor. Everybody, magnetize your feet. Lock down. The terrifying scream of BZ as he's flung out of the ship into into the tunnel of hyperspace. That is what a brave little droid. What a brave little sacrifice he has made for for G Squad. For you know, let's just say for his companions and friends, and and. His courage will not be forgotten. Trust me. Part two, close the doors! Close the doors! Poor BZ. You will be missed, soldier. R2 is right, Colonel. Would you say something to honor this heroic sacrifice? I suppose that's appropriate. I'll have to make it quick because we don't have much time. When this D-Squad started our mission, I had doubts. Grave doubts that we would ever survive, let alone succeed. But we worked together. We didn't give up hope. We showed courage in the face of death. It shocks me to say this, but we make an excellent team. Now we've lost one of our members, BZ. But we must remember, BZ sacrificed himself for us. That's what a good soldier does sometimes. The only way to honor that sacrifice is to stop this ship and prevent the Separatists from taking any more Republic lives. Are you with me? Oh my goodness gracious. That moment alone makes me want to have 
a D Squad, another D Squad miniseries. Make it a comic book. That's fine. I'd be okay with that. I like these droids together. I'd like Mieber Gascom. I, you know, they've he's really grown to me over the course of this rewatch. And you know, you know, I'm here for the droids. Bring it. Give me, give me a D Squad miniseries. And let you know. And <laughs> I, I will freely admit, there is a part of me that takes great glee and delight in angering other sections of the Star Wars fan base, particularly those who want to poo-poo on the D-Squad episodes. Make more D-Squad. Make them miserable. It's okay. <laughs> That's so mean, isn't it? Oh, I know. I'm. I <laughs> Again, Star Wars is for everybody. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you're going to spend your time poo-pooing on, on things. It's okay not to like D-Squad, you know, but Keep it to yourself. Don't ruin everybody else's fun. Jeez Louise. I guess that's all I'm trying to get at. All right. Now D-Squad's formulated a bit of a plan here. Let's hear it as, as Gaskin lays it out for us. All right. Everybody knows the plan? To get the injured droids to the shuttle and distract the battle droids while R2 goes up to the detonator and programs it to explode early. Hopefully, he can make it back to the shuttle and we can all get off the ship before it blows up. Good luck, R2. The intruders! Destroy them! Alright, so before this sequence, we check back in on the strategy droid and, and the battle droids on the bridge. The strategy droid is aware that they need to stop these Republic droids because they pose a very serious threat to the Separatist plan of using this ship as a bomb to blow up that conference. And then many, many Republic soldiers officers, uh, Jedi, oh, the whole thing. There's a lot going on here, a lot riding on this. And so the Separatist droids wants these droids killed. So the battle droids are, are pretty much on the hunt for the Republic droids on the ship. And now they have come across them. But luckily, R2's on his way. And you know R2. He's a pretty determined little fella. And then as the battle droids uh, are pursuing D-Squad, as R2's off on his mission to reprogram the detonator, the Jedi cruiser, the, the hijacked Jedi cruiser, comes out of hyperspace in the creative system, and the strategy droid orders them to ramming speed, and also initiating some evacuation protocols for the other droids on board, because, you know, droids don't want to just throw their lives away. Even the battle droids, they want to live. <laughs> Let's check in now on this conference. We're going to fend... Uh, we're going to meet up, we're going to touch base with good friends, long missed from the show, of Anakin Skywalker and Obi-Wan Kenobi. The worst part about our job are these boring strategy conferences. Cheer up, Anakin. This is your chance to voice all your complaints about military protocol. And it looks as though we can finally get underway. I will inform Master Windu the last straggler has arrived, while you work on your attitude. Isn't that ship coming in a little too fast? And we go back to the cruiser's D squad. It's uh, braces for action. All right, so let's get you back up to speed. D squad making their way back with the injured droids. The injured, I believe, it's a gonk droid being <laughs> hauled around by by a mouse droid, which is pretty funny. They're heading back to the shuttle, the one they stole from Abafar, right? R two D two is making his way back to the detonator, where he's going to engage with the strategy droid who's there arming the device, and and. R2 versus a strategy droid, and, and R2's been on fire uh, in, in this arc as, as just being a, a real force of action. Uh, he is, is 
kicking a lot of butt. That's what, <laughs> I think that's the, the most succinct way to put it. You are too late. Once the detonation sequence has commenced, there is no stopping it. I think R2 is going to have something to say about that. All right, so lots happening here in these final moments of the episode. D-Squad sees that R2 is in trouble. Gaskum's going to make a, make a play to make sure that R2 is going to be able to make it out of the ship. And then meanwhile, back at the conference, Tarkin makes an appearance to let us know that that Jedi ship is just not slowing down. That's weird, right? R2 will never make it back to the shuttle in time. We've got to delay the launch. The cruiser has not slowed its pace. Have you been able to contact their captain? Z9 says he cannot make contact with anyone. Uh, where's R2 when I need him? R2's doing what he does best. He's saving the day, Anakin. Get ready. Let's check in as D-Squad's getting ready to rally and make sure that R2 is able to make it off the ship. We've got to regroup and head back for R2. Well, we're changing the plan. No one gets left behind, and we're not leaving until I say so. Prepare for liftoff. Oh, whack. <laughs> Just doing whack things, you know? <laughs> so whack is taken off. The D-Squad and the, the other Republic droids from that cruiser are off the ship, and they're making their way away from the cruiser that's about to explode. Meanwhile, R2 gets the drop on that strategy droid and begins to reprogram the detonator so that it goes off. ASAP. No, it is too soon. We are scanning a large amount of Rhydonium on that ship. It's a bomb. This conference would be boring. So R2-D2 does it. He triggers the explosion. And what a massive, glorious explosion it is. A really, uh, a really just wonderful piece of animation there as that Jedi cruiser explodes uh, and has like shockwaves and, and massive colors bursting out of it. And it does, you know, does a fair amount of damage to, uh, to other ships in the vicinity. Uh, it's not as if uh, uh, no Republic forces go unscathed in this, in this uh, uh, bombing. But R2 appears to have made the hero sacrifice much like BZ did earlier in the episode, uh, and, 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 and willfully so. You know, that's, that's, that's who R2-D2 is. We've known that about this character. Uh, but, uh, you know, there is a little bit of, of a less dramatic component to uh, <laughs> uh, older fans. You know, I, I, I could see a child being concerned that R2-D2 just, just blew himself up. But, you know, we know that R2 does not, is not going to die, not in this way, not in this fashion, not at this time. But still, it's a great, dramatic, heroic moment for R2-D2, doing R2-D2 things. Mayday, Mayday, Space Station Valor, this is Colonel Meeber Gascon. Can anyone hear me? 
We read you, Colonel. This is General Skywalker. What's going on out there? Slight change in our mission, General. The droids and I were stowaways on that cruiser. Where's R2? I'm sorry to report he was on that ship when it blew up, sir. He just saved all your lives. I want a salvage team out there now! Yes, sir. And we all know that Anakin is not one to abandon his little astromech buddy. He's going to go out there, look for him. We've seen, uh, there, there have been, earlier in the Star Wars, the Clone Wars run, there was an episode similar in that we thought R2-D2 was destroyed in an explosion. And, and Anakin risked all to, to find his, his little buddy, who at the time had a lot of valuable data in his head, which I'm sure he probably still does. Though this is not that plot. But he, again, Anakin's showing that Anakin's not going to abandon anyone who is, uh, is, is, is in his circle, I guess is probably the best way to put that. And they're going to find R2. Spoilers. Made it, buddy. Hey, you're a big hero. There's someone here who wants to speak to you. R2-D2, are we glad to see you? I am most glad. Quiet, Wack. I'm talking here. Yes, sir, Colonel. In truth, I might just be a map reader, and I don't have much battle experience. But R2, you are the bravest droid I have ever met. You all are. I would be proud to serve with you droids anytime. Anywhere. Oh, I am glad to hear you say that, Colonel, because I hear we have been assigned to the same platoon. We will be seeing each other every day for the rest of the war. That's great, Whack. <laughs> and yes, in case you were uh, going to get me onto this, R2-D2 was blown up pretty good, but he was repaired, put some little spit shine on him, Better than ever. And now, D-Squad's a thing. Give me more D-Squad. I'm here for all of it. I dig this arc. I had a lot of fun with this. It's eight buckets. It's a slam dunk. It's a home run. Don't question it. Just go for the Star Wars ride that is droids. Droids are Star Wars. Star Wars is droids. And I will say that with till my dying, dying breath. Droid rights. We're here for it. I believe in it. I support it. I endorse it. Those droids make this galaxy work. And you know it. You know it. All right, eight buckets, like I said. And that concludes the D-Squad arc, the infamous D-Squad arc that I actually think is really freaking good. So if anyone that you know bangs on that D-Squad arc, you tell them, hey, sit down, open your eyes, expand what you think Star Wars is, and embrace the delightfulness of the D-Squad arc. It's a good time. And, and again, like I said, it really does sort of epitomize Star Wars in, in a very different way than, than most fans think of Star Wars when they think of, you know, Jedi and Sith and lightsabers and, you know, galactic battles and the Empire versus the Re Rebellion and all these things. This is still very much an essential piece of the Star Wars mythology. It's a key component, and it really embodies everything that we love about Star Wars just in, in, in this D-Squad, in droids. They're often overlooked, often ignored often maligned on the internet, unrightly so. Uh, and with that, I think I need to, do, to declare, this is where we're going to put a little pin in our Season 5 rewatch as we now gear up to take on Andor full-time. The plan is, 
and again, all plans are subject to change, much like D Squad. <laughs> you know, sometimes you got to improvise at the end. Uh, there will be a pause where, where of of me recording uh, Clone Wars episodes because, again, as I talked about earlier, we're heading into a big, important section of of episode, of season five where we're going back to Mandalore. So there may be. Uh, again, and Andor's going to keep us busy for 13 weeks or something like that. You know, 10, 13 weeks, right until right through Thanksgiving. All right? And then we're going to go into The Mandalorian. And that's going to be the time that's going to be really important to revisit uh, these particular episodes. Because by all accounts, Season 3 of The Mandalorian, we are going to, to Mandalore. We're going to see Mandalore in live action for the first time. And I think that's going to be a really important time to have these episodes... Uh, of Star Wars The Clone Wars playing, leading into that season of The Mandalorian. So December is probably when we will resume our rewatch of Clone Wars, but that doesn't mean I won't be recording them ahead of time so that we can kind of blaze through them uh, before Season 3 of The Mandalorian. So stay tuned, stay braced for, for that, and I'll, I'll give you updates uh, as we work our way through Andor, all right? So with that being said, let's get out of here, and and uh, let's thank the official... Mando Vision Maniacs, the, the, the Buckethead Nation itself, which you can become over at patreon.com forward slash MandoVision. You can join fellow maniacs and gain sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content. Thanks to our current maniacs, the Aspinel Chody, the Batman Abejo, Jeff Nail, Jessica, host on the Ring and Ear, great music podcast, check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circle, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil Mark Wagamore, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company in Baltimore, Maryland, the Beer Hop Breeder General, Jesus Beer Hops, the Silent Assassin, he who should not be named, and Syndicate Ram, co-host of Come On, It's Still Good, who you'll be hearing from very, very soon. Remind you once again to give us a like and a follow on social media. We are at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show, MandoVisionTom at gmail.com. And uh, make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. And if you want to give us a sweet, sweet, sweet five-star review, they are so, so helpful in defeating the tyranny of the algorithm. So thank you so much for doing that. All right, Bucketheads, we're getting out of here. Uh, We'll be back very, very soon, possibly right before Andor, maybe do a little Andor preview. And yeah, we'll talk soon, all right? You know this podcast can only end one way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I would like to see the baby.